Hello, good evening and welcome. It is the special Thursday edition, which is basically because it's the only night we're all free this week. Welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world and across Australia. This is episode 263, recording October the 20th. I just had to check that in my title bar. 2022. In this week's episode, we will be discussing an early look at some upcoming Legacy Evolution figures from 2023, new buzzworthy figures creating a stir in G1 fans' wallets, and Mirage is Pete Davidson? Hmm. All that and more is coming up in this week's episode after this. Greetings and welcome. We have a nice full house for the podcast tonight. I am Jason coming to you from Sydney. I have one Sydney cohort in Mikey Cesliano. How are you doing, sir? Yes, very good. Thank you so much. And thank you for accommodating us on your Thursday night. This isn't a Friday. This isn't a Saturday. We're doing it on a Thursday. So that's it's a bit an- fun. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a different night of the week, but um, we're going to give it a go and see whether or not, whether or not people... Um, Pay attention. I've also realized that I'm not looking at the comments yet, but I, I should. I did the same thing. <laughs> and yes, very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you to Rob Franklin. Good evening to you, sir. Uh, very nice to very nice to see you watching along. And uh, as people watching along live can see, we do like to we do like to take a few live comments and uh, and talk back to people. Um, I guess talking back to people is probably the poor way of uh, the poor way of saying it. Uh, joining us, coming coming slightly out of Sydney, we've got we've got Daria coming to us from Canberra. How are you doing, Daria? Pretty well. How's everyone in here tonight? How's everyone out there tonight? Doing all right. Not uh, not underwater like uh, Victoria. I actually <laughs> I say underwater <laughs> like Victoria. I checked in with I checked in with, with um, Brad, our, our erstwhile producer. No, not erstwhile. Erstwhile means for a former. Our producer Brad. I checked in with him uh, how he's doing because he is right smack bang in the middle of country Victoria. And he said he's high and dry and there's no issues from floods near him. So he's just sitting there watching the water go on by. If you are if you are in a flood affected region of Victoria, our our hearts and thoughts and prayers. Uh, not that, that sounds very effective. Do go out to you, and we hope that you are all right. Um, but yes, uh, not we were meant to get a ton of rain in Sydney this week, but we didn't. Um, did you get any down there in Canberra, Daria? Oh yeah, on and off. Uh, in fact, it was raining just when I was outside a little bit ago. So, just a oh yeah, bit, yeah. But... So it's actually really handy having Mikey on the podcast at the same time as me because um, weather in Sydney moves in from the west, so Mikey can tell me when it's about to rain. Uh, also, also coming to us from Adelaide, as you are in Adelaide this week, I think, right, Max? Uh, it's a roll of a dice, but yeah, I, I am in Adelaide, sort of waiting for the water to arrive. Excellent. Um, the, yeah. With, I mean, I'm, if I, the so, funny thing is, actually, I was supposed to be in uh, Capram Station up, um, up in the Mallee, and then that's all flooded now as well. So I'm back here sitting in my parents' house talking about Transformers. And to I, be honest, I mean, I'd, what better I'd way to spend it? Be, I'd much rather be here than in a muddy floodplain. Fair so enough. Too. <laughs> <laughs> the option, the options are either talking about transformers or in a muddy, muddy floodplain. Can you say that ten times fast? I'm not, I'm not sure I can. No, I can't. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, okay. Well, look, we might, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some transformers then, shall we? Um, first up, 
what have we what have we got in terms of local local news transformers wise there's there's not a lot of new releases there is a there is a, i guess a bit of an update we spent we spent a bit of time last episode talking about bulletproof villain um and i think at the time that we were talking about them we were a little bit suspicious of what was going on but they hadn't actually announced what was happening um the business is closing so do keep an eye on your email inboxes if you are if you do have any um if you have any outstanding orders with them because there's some important communications from them coming to you about that and we've got sticky pinned posts in both of our facebook groups um, giving you some advice on how to deal with it um, the short version is that they're, if you've got a pre-order with them, they're probably not going to pay you back the full value of your pre-order for not supplying mm. it, um, which is uh, kind of sucks. Actually, no, it doesn't kind of suck. It really does suck. It but, majorly yeah. sucks. Yeah. It, it does. I was, uh, I've only made one purchase through them, and that was as they were dying, and I um, got a, a Voyager class bulkhead for 25 bucks. Pretty happy about that. It was, it was in stock, so that's how... I assumed that was the only way I got it. And, uh, yeah, I got it pretty quick, so I'm not complaining. But, um, yeah, for all those people who have been affected by that company, I, I feel for you. Yeah, look, just to be clear, they're not, they're not saying that, we're not saying that they're dodgy and won't supply your stuff. But um, if you ordered stuff that was in stock, you're going to get it. But uh, if you pre-ordered something, then, um, yeah, it's, you're not going to get your money back on that, at least not fully. They, they do say that they're going to refund. I think it depends on how much you have. It was either 60 or 70 cents in the dollar. So that's bad news. Look, hmm. If you look on the bright side, you know, at least this is an isolated incident and nothing like this has ever before happened <laughs> in Australia. And, and will never groups. happen again. You are, no, you, are, you, you are, in fact, correct. Nothing like this has ever happened before because usually when businesses go down, they just take your money with them. So at least at least in this case, the owners yeah, of Bulletproof yeah, are yeah. committing to re repay some of your money. Props, um, to, that. Props to that. As opposed yeah, to just disappearing enough. off the face of the earth. Absolutely. Yeah, you just go to the website one yeah. day and it's not there and that's the last you hear of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, let's not forget this has happened several times in Australian uh, Transformers, Transformers history, um, and it's uh, a little bit it's a little bit unpleasant to have to deal with each time. But I think that also means that as a community, we're pretty good at dealing with it, and we know we know what we're doing. I am I am very <laughs> amused by watching all of the things that are going on on Darius on Darius camera as she's getting things ready for us. <laughs> all right, and we're back. There we go. I was terrified right. that drink was about to spill. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that would that would that would be a very expensive mistake if that happened. So I had to uh, stop something else from falling. <laughs> I also have a drink on my desk that I really don't want to fall over, and that is why I've locked my cat out of the uh, out of the room. We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from Thy Yonder? Uh, what are we? What are we gonna? What are we gonna start with? We're gonna we're gonna start with a bit of overseas release news. Wait, where's the button for the Where's the button for the screen share? The screen share is already on. There we go. I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. Um, so that was not that. That did not work at all how it was meant to happen. Don't show the toolbar. There we go. Yay. All right. Sorry about that. 
so, first of all, big news is that the uh, Velocitron, the second Velocitron leader that we talked about in just last episode uh, as being revealed as Galaxy Shuttle and Astro Train Repaint is uh, already available in the UK. Um, hopefully this means that uh, he'll be coming soon to Kmart stores in Australia. We haven't, we haven't actually had uh, confirmation from, uh, we haven't actually had any confirmation from Hasbro. We haven't asked about Galaxy Shuttle coming here, but the assumption is that it will come here at the moment because everything else for this line has uh, and seems to have been quite successful at Kmart. So, um, Galaxy Shuttle, uh, the, 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 the white Autobot repaint of Astro Train with an alt mode that we didn't need, yeah, a train, uh, is he a is he a is he a must buy or a might buy for you guys? Uh, I think we talked about it last time. I think didn't we, Daria? Yes, I think, I think and I have yes. I declared that there is no such thing as a character to obscure for Hasbro to issue in this line. So. <laughs> That's true. But isn't that true. isn't that awesome? Like, isn't that awesome? That we've come to a point where, in any line, like of course you're going to get your bumblebees, your optimuses, and all that. But like, we can get things like this guy who's essentially a nothing character but like um because yeah, i think even show, in the show that, was, that never came to but the west at all he didn't even do anything and, in the show i believe and he also hasn't it's not like star saber which is you know since appeared in western media mm. you know this is just one of those many many japanese g1 characters that's only mm. ever existed as japanese g1 yeah oh believe yeah. me um, I find Ma it's mark jones thing, mark jones brings like, up a good point Oh, so sorry, no, I was going to say, Mark brings up a good point. We need a Galaxy Train. So, I mean, if we're just going to name things for their alt modes, then we can also call this guy Galaxy Train if we want to as well. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was saying, I certainly believe this is a good thing. I just never basically expected this particular character to pretty much ever be heard of again, let alone released by Hasbro at retail. Mm. And... It I, I think it's like they heard people saying, oh, you just keep doing Optimus and Starscream over and over again. What are you going to do? And they were like, hold my energy on. <laughs> Galaxy Shuttle. <laughs> I mean, let's not forget there has already been an Optimus repaint in the line, but yes. Oh, they, they well, can have their Optimuses, but you the complaint was usually that we get filled out with the same characters and maybe one or two, or may, it's more than one or two, but that, Optimuses and such are always like the 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 main the mainstays, the main attractions, and we don't really go too deep on who's hanging out with him. Well, yeah, legacy, especially moving into year two, really feels like sort of fulfilling the promise of generations. You know, for yeah. ten years or so, we had this line called generations, which really just meant one generation and the occasional Beast Wars figure. Yeah, and yeah. now it's it, they're just pulling from everything. You know, you know, I, you know I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to the defense of the generations line there because, like, I don't think that, I don't think that's necessary. I don't think that's necessarily fair. But I think in the last, for the last two trilogies that we've had, which is a long time since the, since we saw, you know, sort of a pure generations line, it has been very focused on sort of a, a G1 retread and, and redoing these things. But before that, we we did get some pretty wild stuff in that line. Like we had Straxuses, we had Geaxuses coming out before before we uh, we sort of you know ducked into Combiner Wars and Prime Wars and and War for Cybertron. Like 
if, in many ways, I think legacy is a return to that ethos rather than a like a, a, a true realization of it. Because I, th I think they did pretty fine with that before. Yeah, like oh, yeah, but as you say, that's, that's two trilogies era. ago. That's six years. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. But now, but now, but the thing is, the real fact is, nothing's off the table. Like, there's not a thing. I mean, a repaint, repaint potential of anything can turn into anything. Like, they needed, they needed a repaint for Astro Train. I mean, this is an an interesting one. Um, not not, not the first one that I, I thought they'd do, but um, it's. It's great. What, what, what did you expect them to do with the Astro Chain mold? Because I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit lost. Oh, are you thinking they might have done like um, Overcharge? Or, is it called a, a, um, Overcharge? Just really, any yeah. shuttle former before this guy? Really? I mean, just I, I never would have thought of a victory character. I mean, I mean, my I first thought would have been Armada. You know, yeah, Armada Jetfire. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. But like, that's that's to say none of his stuff can't happen down a track either. Yeah, it's it's clearly everything's on the table. Yeah, is, I would. I, I personally I hope great. he gets his own mold. Yeah, Jetfire. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, and then they can read Jetfire's been treated well. Train again. Exactly. See, so full circle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It'll be it'll be retooled into into Armada. Is it an Armada Astro Chain you're thinking of? Or? Yeah. With the yeah. Sort of there. It, well, there was a. Mode. Yeah, because there was a. What was it? A, a. It was a collector's club exclusive version of the. Armada Astro Train as so Armada Jetfire as Astro Train, so like, that's not off the table either. So, and it was yeah. very pretty. It was too. Oh, gorgeous! Like it's it's one of the best looking Astro Trains in my opinion. It's really cool. That massive Decepticon symbol on the shuttle was great. Uh, looking at the photo of looking looking at the photo, so we, we've we've got a photo up of the one of the UK uh, one of the UK folks on I think TFW has kindly posted some photos uh, some photos for people, and um, we can say we we had some concerns about the deco last week when it comes to the inside of the legs, and it appears to be kind of a a mix of what we saw on the render versus what we saw on the um, the prototype. Um, so you can see there is a dark piece inside the leg, but the leg itself is not entirely dark uh, inside. Yeah, so that's right. it's um, kind of an kind of an, an amalgam of uh, what we expected to see there. I did hear I did hear someone say this morning that it is actually it does actually match the uh, the render, but I don't think it does. Um, and just looking at the photos itself, like this, I think there's enough of a color change from the Astro Train mold here that. Um, it makes it makes the familiar look unfamiliar. Like I can see, I can certainly see the parts of Astro Train here, but rendered in black and white. Like I think it's different enough that I'm just like, no, oh, that that's not a familiar character. So you know, it's a it's kind of a free repaint for Hasbro out of that. And of course, um, pretty sure the head the head sculpt is different as well, isn't it? Yeah, brand new. Well, yeah. Astro Train has been white and black before. It's had a black train mode true. and a white, yeah. white shuttle mode. So Astro like, Train's got one of the least consistent color schemes of any character it's in the franchise. Very, very true. That yeah, that's it, unfortunate because he's a very cool character. It's true. Uh, Morgan Maroney says this is shattered glass Astro Train. And you know what? Maybe it Might is. Um, the the shattered glass line has been pulling double duty for the last year. So like, <laughs> you know, why why not have something else pull the shattered glass color scheme into it? Why not? Mm. Shattered Glass Astro Train also never has never appeared in fiction, so you can just force it as a stand-in and it'll be fine. Has he? It, I just I just checked when Morgan posted that and he hasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> so doing I thought a, doing, he might have been some like, quick googling. 
I thought there might have been like a like a he might have been in one of the comics as like but like blurred out so we haven't seen his color scheme but like yeah I don't think he has probably he he was like sort of dull green in the background but yeah that barely counts yeah no it doesn't I do like the uh, the look at the look at the shuttle base there where we see um, we see the there's enough uh, sort of different coloured plastic and stuff in the landing uh, the, the caboose to make the landing pad and and stuff a um, very different colour with, uh, so, with blue there. In fact, this even, to me, this sort of reminds me more of the um, the MicroMaster shuttle base at this point it, as well. It's, so it is. So that's exactly yeah. what it's supposed to be. It, it's representing the, um, is it Countdown? I think it's Countdown. Yes. Yeah, yeah countdown. countdown. So that's Just pretty that cool that someone even alone, said that. Yeah. You know, a small, small little, relatively small little piece of plastic like that folded out in that colour scheme actually looks quite convincing. Like, mm. you know, it's a really yeah. nice little setup for, you know, not very much plastic. It has also been pointed out that um, I think it was I think it was Mark, Hasbro's Mark Marr I think posted on Instagram or one of the Hasbro designers had said that um, when when they designed the uh, the caboose for Astro Train I don't think they actually realised that they would be able to apply paint to the middle of it and turn it into a helipad because hmm. that's what that's what they've done in the middle there. There's there's like a, a, a painted in H for a, a yeah, helicopter why? to land on. Why, why not have a helicopter so close to a shuttle? No. I mean, there's no there's no reason a helicopter can't land right you know, right no, next true. to the shuttle. Because I mean, it can leave you, as well. Yeah. I mean, how do you expect the astronauts to get to the shuttle? Like, are they going to mm. walk? I just I just like the name Caboose. I just think that's a really cool name. It's, it's the red Caboose. It's cutting loose. Um, so yeah, uh, look look. As I said, there's no actual confirmation that this guy's coming to Australia yet. We will try to get that confirmation this week, or hopefully he'll just turn up at this rate. We'll see. Um, Velocitron's leaders have been extremely well-priced at Kmart at $79. It's the cheapest mm. leader class figures that we've seen in a long time. So, mm -hmm. uh, frankly, if I see it, I'll probably pick it up simply because it's a, it's a, it's a nice, chunky, big figure at a good price. Mm -hmm. Right. What have we got? Uh, what have we got coming up next? In uh, next, uh, Mikey, you were very excited about this one. This is a, a look <laughs> from Prime versus Prime. Has uh, as he as he tends well. to do, he's gotten his hands on uh, he's gotten his hands on some new figures uh, well in advance of their release. We are looking at Scrap Hook and Needle Nose from uh, Legacy Evolution. There'll be Wave One in twenty twenty three, um, and uh, he's. Posted up, posted up some really fun poses mm. with them that really show what you can do with these figures. There's some, there's some fantastic, fantastic uh, ideas, and there's some really really good ideas for connecting pieces up there as well. Um, yeah, I was excited at the pictures. I didn't know who was supplying them because I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of who's supplying them. Um, oh, you know. But you know, uh, yeah, they, he, oh, he, he takes a good photo. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just really excited. A new character. I'm always happy for a new character, especially one that looks like kind of like Hulk Hogan. So um, yeah, there's been much made of his face sculpt, saying that his his face sculpt looks a lot like uh, looks a lot like Hulk Hogan. I, I don't necessarily see that myself, but like, oh, it's just the, the uh, handlebar, yeah. the shape of the head. I don't know. It just if if, if Hulk Hogan had an eye patch, it, it'd totally be scrapple. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I guess that's the thing. It's the, it's the eye patch that's throwing me off. Probably that's but throwing yeah. me off. Um, but this looks great. Look, look at him next to his mates. Um, I know it's a nice little family portrait, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish he. Uh, I, I do wish he was a bit bigger, but you know, um, that they're, oh. they're incorporating this new junkie on, uh, you know, uh, customer customizability design and just 
able to swap out the parts and stuff, so they couldn't really do that as a Voyager. Um, well, so there is a junkie on Voyager coming this year as well. We don't really know. We don't really know what. Well, I say there is, but you know, like it's rumored. But um, there's supposed supposedly three deluxe junkions and one Voyager coming over over the course of this year. Whether they all combine together or if they're just like lots of lots of extra pieces to stick to other figures, we don't really know. But I I'd know. hazard to I, say I, I he's probably another really good. bike. I'd hazard to say he's probably another bike. Yeah, it, um, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be something else. Um, I either way, like I, I do think this is, I do think this is really good. There's, there's a lot of detail and there's a lot of, there's a lot of really cool parts and colors in his design. Mm. Like things, things are, things have gone together. There's a lot of highlights, uh, and yeah, like, there's a lot of paint apps. So it looks like a lot of paint, paint apps, but yeah, um, yeah. There's just like, like this you, whole thing you of these you know, red spots on. and stuff. Sorry. Sorry, I was just gonna say, like, there's red highlights yeah. and spots all over the place. His head appears to be looking out the back of the truck. Just look past that. Um, he's even got hubcaps. Oh, I noticed that. That's unfortunate, but okay. <laughs> I mean, where else is a junkie on going to stick their yeah, head? They may whatever. as well. They may as well carry it around with them. I'm right? Not, I'm not complaining. No. Nice. No, really they, they never really need a disguise anyway. Yeah, so. they're hardly a disguise. They're just mad makes you. As um as as Mark said, he says Hulk Hogan. Looks more like Impactor relocated to the Mad Max cinematic universe. <laughs> and yes, so, you know, so still. Daria, you were going to say something in there. No, I think he looks great. And I'm also glad that we've started to move away from basically Junkions just being uh, do-overs of Rekka. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think... I mean, I, th I think ultimately this is the ultimate realization of what fossilizers and weaponizers and what was the other name for them? Oh God, what was it? Uh, whatever, whatever they were. Um, yeah, like, yeah, this is really a stroke, a stroke of genius in terms of just applying junkions to that concept. It's mm. yeah, because hundred percent. It, it just doesn't. It was look right there all along. Compromised, yeah. like you know, the fossilizers were just so clearly built for one thing. And then you go on any Kmart and they've got 10 million of, you know, whatever that Velociraptor thing is called. Because, yeah. you know, no one cares. Whereas this has shelf presence and looks to have genuine value as a figure in and of itself. But yeah, exactly, because it, it can transform by itself. quite nicely. Yeah, because it can transform by itself. So it's still, it's still a transformer, which it. is the best thing. Yeah, Modulators. That's what they called them in Modulators, like, yeah. Siege or Earthrise called them. That it was weird. Yeah. yeah um, on screen at the moment, we do have uh, Needle Nose. Pro possibly, Needle Nose suffers by being in the same photo shoot as Scraphook because we're so up on on Scraphook. But uh, also demonstrating at the moment the part, the fact that you can take um, Scraphook apart and clip the parts on. And like um, Prime versus Prime has given Needle Nose like a, a really nice set of wings here. Uh, goes goes really well, and then added some extra extra weapons from the Junkion on there as well, and a nice set of shoes. Oh, nice <laughs> pair of shoes to go along. It's always it's always nice when you can add shoes to Transformers, isn't it? Is this is mm. a classic Transformers combining concept. Every super robot just needs platform heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's the super mode. <laughs> and of course, uh, as we can also see here at the moment, he can indeed ride no. Rekgar. Perfect. So look, these um, I, look, we're we're pretty we're pretty excited for Scrap Hook. Uh, I know Needle Nose has his fans as well. Um, so I, I think Needle Nose's fans are pretty excited 
theme as well. I should I should scroll back up and look at needle nose, but like I'm just really taken by scrapbook. Does anyone have thoughts on needle nose? Like the I think the, the head sculpt there is fantastic. There's apparently some secret about him that's yet to be revealed. Oh, I don't mm. know. I feel thoroughly whelmed with needle nose. Whelmed. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's just. I, I, for whatever reason, I think Needle Nose is a character a lot of people are really looking forward to, myself included. Mm. And he just kind of looks fine. Basic. You know, he's he's a robot that folds up under a jet. There's like nothing. Like, he doesn't look bad, but he's just like, yep, that's the late, that's the bare minimum you could do. But that's his character. Like, that's what he does. That's 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 his whole. He does he does the bare minimum. He's a dude. He's a dude that does a yoga pose with jet bits on his back. So that's what you get. Well, in that case, they've delivered that in spades. Yeah, well, he's needed a decent robot mode for ages. He's one of those characters you see in the comics, and you go, "Oh wow, he looks awesome." You go look to track down the toy, and you go, "Oh, okay." So now he finally looks like he's supposed to. Yeah, and in terms of sort of his generic. Decepticon thug pantheon of characters. He's, he's one of the ones that has had more characterization in the fiction, so it is, it is it's true. And I think that's why people are looking him. forward to him. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, even if the figure isn't quite as good as it could be. Rob is really looking forward to Needle Nose. And also, just I want to go back. Let's go back to talk about Scrapbook a little bit more. Uh, Jonathan <laughs> also says uh, on on the idea of the sort of being the ultimate realization of like the fossilizers and the weaponizers, uh, Jonathan does point out that his five year old nephew loves the fossilizers because they're dinosaurs, uh, which is also kind of the reason I don't like fossilizers. But I'm fine with that. And everyone's welcome to everyone's welcome to like fossilizers and stuff as much as they like. There's a lot of people who are very into them um they just don't they just don't really land for me um what have we what have we got there that we, uh rob also says it will be interesting to see what repaints we get from this needle nose mold can i ask mm. you guys do you think needle nose would have benefited from being possibly a voyager because i think i feel like there's probably some restrictions for his transformation and everything because he is a deluxe um yeah very just, much so yeah you know so would you, about would a character you, uh, that has a yeah. similar silhouette, like, you know, you know, some of the stuff I were to do with that Voyager Cyclonus in Kingdom, to be able to pull off some similar transformation tricks. Like, yeah, I get Brilliant that it's accurate toy. to a G1 toy, but it's not really accurate to Needle Nose in any actual fiction. I actually so, just realised that Prime versus Prime did not transform Needle Nose for this photo. Yeah, I was just about to ask something about. <laughs> yeah, there's. I haven't got his old mode photos. Yeah. Yeah, and well, we don't know because it's not there. I. I mean. Hasbro does have end up giving us some weird jets sometimes. I mean, often you get sometimes they turn out nice. That's cool. Often you get sort of a crunched up robot underneath a plane. And I've realized they've got this other trend in that I think someone at Hasbro is convinced that aeroplanes have backpacks because loads <laughs> of plane transformers have stuff on the back, which is very rare for actual real aeroplanes. Mm. I'm, maybe it's just that they've they've been on a lot of double decker jets, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, that must be the backpack." Yeah. Uh, as, to the question to the question of voyages and, and needle nose, I, I don't know if needle nose has the presence to pull off a voyager, but also I think he kind of needs to be 
sort of a, a similar size to the rest of the bots. But uh, Rob does point out that the the, the budget went, went towards Tarn and Leo Prime, so that's why Needlenose is ordinary and a deluxe class. And mm. I think that's probably fair enough. If it's a question yeah, of, you do. If it's a question of those two versus Needlenose as the Voyager, you can have them. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> and yeah, I forget that they are more spreading budget across waves rather than individual figures nowadays. That's actually an interesting interesting point, though, because we have seen we have seen um, statements from Hasbro in the in the past oh, three or four months saying that they're moving away from like a, a full wave categorization for things, but then they then go and announce this is wave one. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 a little bit confusing. They did. I think it's they, like they, they technically however. have waves, but it's just the way they're shipping things. It's the same yeah, thing or freeform. The like, deluxes and the Voyagers um, seem to ship at different times. Yeah, like and all those individual like elite ones that showed up before Wave Two, stuff like that. That's and that's there were all, lots that's of uh, coming out bit by bit, even though they're supposedly in waves. Um, well, so the Velocitronians, I like that Velocitronians. Uh, the Velocitronians have been in two distinct waves. Um, they have, the... but they didn't land all at once in Wave Two. We saw a couple, and then we see a Galaxy popping out, and we're hearing a couple oh, more. Oh yes, come. yeah, yeah. So um, we we haven't seen Voyager Hot Rod turn up at any retailers yet, but you would have to assume that if Galaxy Shuttle is coming out, Hot Rod could not be far behind. Um, let's let's move on from uh, Scrapbook and Needlenose because we're going to see them a lot more in the next the next little while. I did sort of allude earlier to. Um, yeah, you know, actually, no. We're gonna we're gonna jump to a, a second different story. We're gonna talk about um, we're gonna talk about Hotshot since we are talking about Legacy Evolution, and we'll come we'll come back to the the other one because that's kind of a buzzkill. Um, <laughs> so uh, Mark Ma from Hasbro has posted um, some pretty awesome photographs of uh, Legacy Evolution Hotshot on his in Instagram page, which we've we've brought up here uh, for everyone to see, and I'm just gonna. Zoom that in slightly so that we got. I got to say, looking at this, looking at this photo, I'm actually really impressed with what they've done with Hotshot's legs and feet, because he's hmm. got big chunky feet and there's a massive tilt on those ankles and just, I it, it all it all goes together really nicely. And of course, um, he does have the ability to have that massive cannon on his back as well. Um, cannon, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I am less familiar with Hotshot than practically uh, practically any other figure and most other people on the podcast tonight. So I would like to I would like to let other people talk about uh, about Hotshot. Who's hot for Hotshot? I'm smoking the hot for Hotshot. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm burning. Yep. Christ. <laughs> I'm like I'm on fire. This, is, this I'm has a gone well. Fire, boiling. <laughs> I am yeah, the sun. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so we've established that basically the entire podcast is a hunk of hunk of burn and love for Hotshot. Basically, yes. Oh, yeah. he's a he's a good looking bloke. He's gorgeous. He is. He, is. <laughs> um, he was another fact, one yeah. for me that you you look at some of the art renderings as the character and you go, oh, look at that. And you look at the toy and you go, oh, okay then. But I think now the the figure can catch up with some of the character renderings. And do, you, do you mean the the original like release of the yeah, toy? Yeah, the original. Yeah, right. yeah the Armada yeah, one. Yeah, the actual Armada one. Mm. Yeah, I'm just beyond impressed just how much it looks like 
not just the anima like not simply the, the animation model, but the animation style, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. You know, yeah. it's it's that sort of immutable thing. It's hard to describe, but there is just a there's a specific curvature to it, a specific sort of slightly off proportions. It just looks like yeah, I, I don't exactly know how to describe it, but it, it's well, matching just the way that cartoon was drawn so mm -hmm. perfectly. Yeah, do, and do one of the that... things... Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that they've learned from the backlash to the Prime RC when it comes to bringing Hotshot into sort of a, a G1 War for Cybertron-style design? Because everyone's looking at this and just going, that totally looks like, like you know, old Hotshot. So... Mm. I get feel it feels like they've backed off the the sort of the the stripping down of the um the stripping down of the individuality of the the source line. I think you're only going to find that yeah. happening. Yeah, you're only going to find that happening with Prime and animated, possibly, because um, we we know we're eventually going to get animated. Well, you you assume after seeing the uh the the animated, uh, was it the the was it Space Bridge? Oh, space Bridge, Space Bridge. Yeah, the animated Space Bridge in the background of the uh poster so i can assume that we yeah, we're not going to get we're not going to get um animated looking or animated-esque figures in this series we're going to get more g1ified versions of animated things so um but the thing is you don't really need to do that to armada designs because they're already very blocky and chunky so there's, there's not much g1ifying you can do to it yeah um, armada, in the same vein as um rrd before it often it feels kind of like you know none of the designs are the same as G One, but it's it, it, it feels like the same art style. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? It's like you could transplant any character of Marmada or any character from G One, and vice versa, and it would you know I, I don't think they'd look out of place. No, agreed. Yeah, I was just noticing one of the things. This goes off what Jason said. Uh, looking at Hotshot's legs is I've remembered one of the things that was very common amongst Armada figures and characters now and again was that one or the other, or occasionally both, sets of their limbs tended to be rather chunky. And I mm. think we're seeing that with Hot Rod's calves, sorry, Hot Shot's calves here. And that's if, because it's not being completely ridiculous, it's satisfyingly evoking that artistic ethic, but still being, oh, that's a figure you can pose and transform and look at and stuff. Hmm. I'm all, do, you, do you know what I'm also noticing in this shot? And this is this is this is me being not very familiar with with Hotshot and looking at all of the other stuff. Um, Mark's got a nice little uh, e hobby Autobot sign in the background there as well, and I've it's just compelled me to go to the e hobby website and see whether I can buy any of them. And no, they are. All out of stock. So thanks. Can so I much. just say something on Mark? Um, I've been following him through. There's other pod podcasts that I listen to that they they absolutely love him. And I think well, there's two podcasts. I think, every, I think everyone him. loves him. I, at I this don't point. know someone who doesn't like Mark Landis. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. we are incredibly lucky to have someone that has such passion for the franchise. And not not only does he work for you know Hasbro, but he absolutely loves everything he does, and he loves his job, and he he he's the one. I can pretty much guarantee you he's the one that probably pitched the idea of um, Galaxy Shuttle. He probably pulled it out and just said, hey, look, you need to repaint Fastro Train. Why don't we have this obscure character? Because he knows he's a fan. So we're really lucky that we've got uh, such a big fan as Mark uh, in our corner. And he's he's helping us produce stuff like this. And he's so passionate that he 
he releases these cool photos, not just stock standard photos. He poses them up. He puts them in different poses. He shows off all the figures, what the figure can do. And um, yeah, he's just, he's just the coolest dude. And I think, I think as a fandom, we're really lucky to have someone with that's so dedicated to the cause as, as Mark is. Yeah. Especially in a company like Hasbro, where it's sort of a lot of the comms that come from Hasbro and the press releases often feel quite corporate and cynical. And even in the supposed, like, fan, even in the sort of fan engagement kind of space, you know, some aspects of Hasbro, like, I, I listen to the Marvel Legends team talk on the Hasbro Pulse stream, and I just want to scream, please, just shut up, just shut up, just stop. <laughs> like, it's so, it's just so manufactured. But yep. here, like, Transformers, especially over the past couple of years with people like Mark, has, like, there's a sort of a genuine passion that comes through, mm. like, people that are making these actually really do seem to care um mm. and uh, i think it shows in the product yeah i think it does i i also think that this is very much the transformers team playing catch up with where the rest of the industry is though and, and in in many ways it's hasbro playing catch up and starting to actually forge more of a relationship with their fans instead of instead of just sort of sitting on high and releasing products and just going well there you go i think it's really good to actually have people who are on the team getting out there on socials and uh, interacting with people, not necessarily just in, you know, live streams and live streams and the like. And despite what you say about the Marvel Legends team, um, I know the Marvel Legends team do get out there and post some cool photos of their products. They do interact with people on Instagram and the like as well. It is kind of funny that it is kind of funny that Hasbro itself seems to avoid Twitter, um, but I mean, at least they've they've chosen they've sort of chosen a, a they've chosen a social media presence in Instagram. It's very image centric, um, so you know a, that's a that's a perfect perfect place to show off their wares. And you know, as you can see, like over over time, the guys are working out how to write sort of long form content and uh, and post it on Instagram. It also helps that, as you can see on my screen, you can log into Instagram on the web and post your photos now instead of having to do it all from your phone. Mm. So I think it's. Like I, I think it's really, I think it's really good that they're doing this, but I also think it's well overdue because um, other, other brands have been doing this for a long time. So, in many ways, it's just playing catch up. But it's good that we have people who are, it's good that we have people who are involved with the brand and the product and the planning. And you know, to be perfectly honest, I don't really know how what extent Mark is involved to all of the to all of these different functions. Um, but it's really good to have someone who actually, uh, as you said, Mikey, is in our corner mm. and a fan of these things, and then wanting to wanting to advocate for fans in um, the product marketing decisions, and also then go out and speak to us as well. It's it's yeah. it, it is a it is a rare mix to actually find this in in exactly these proportions that we so enjoy. Mm. And, it's, and also to speak of hasbro uh, here in australia it's cool to also see them coming and interacting with us and seeing they actually you know those those people care as well so it's it's awesome to see you know they actually they actually do really care which is good and um i'm happy with that as well that's right that's right there's a there's a lot of look there's a lot of there's a lot of people who work at hasbro who are fans of the product as well and it's really easy to, it's really easy to criticize hasbro as like a big nameless and faceless corporation but uh every Every big corporation has a bunch of people who work there, and it's the people that make it. Hmm. But yeah, right. Hotshot, um, uh, unbelievably excited. And there's this one cool photo, and something that Hotshot's never done before or had before. If you keep going, 
Uh, keep going. There's a specific photo. Keep going. Keep going. I hope it's here. Keep going. <laughs> there you go. He can undersling his um his axle cannon, which is Ooh. really cool. Um, that's not. That's 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 he he can double hand it as well. Look at that. Well, so apparently, I think the thing that he's actually holding onto is his gun, and then the gun connects to the axle cannon, and then yeah. he can create a really cool underslung gun. So that's they've really gone above and beyond with this guy. Um, can I ask? Can I ask you, Jason? How how have you found um Armada Starscream? Oh, I love him. He's he's sitting on my desk right in front of me here, and like, um, well, my I. <laughs> Well, might I say that, like, I'm, I'm five pixels on the top left of the screen, but well, might I say that um, I don't really follow, I don't really know much about um, this era of, of toys, but I did have, um, actually, it wasn't Armada, I did have Energon Starscream, and I've got the, the Botcon Leozak repaint of that mold, so, like, mm. I'm familiar with some figures from around here, and I know, like, so I guess, you know, Armada and Armada and Energon are not the same thing, but they are kind of related. Um, but yeah, no, I really, I really love this Armada mold. Um, I do have, I do have um, the the subscription service Ramjet up on the mm. shelves behind me as well. So I'm a little bit familiar with the original mold. But yeah. Well, uh, I was about to say, um, I'm hoping you like it because I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a whole hell of a lot more of those Star Screams as uh, Ramjet, Skywarp, Thundercracker. Herald I think we Seeker. are as well. We, so once we, we, once we get that blue Unicron Battles era version, the Thundercracker yeah. version, mm. oh, that is uh, did you remember design. the um? So do you mean it? Super Star Scream? Super Star Scream, yeah. <laughs> Whatever name they get, decide to give it. Do you remember the the um the first Rudy version of that? Uh, it was in the Takara Legends line, and mm. it was just covered in this glossy blue paint, and it was the most like just gorgeous gorgeous looking figure it's such a perfect uh, color scheme on that mold it's it's a great color scheme and i love in the show it's just like as you said jason his name is technically superstar scream but like he, he looks in he looks in a mirror or something he's like i look like thundercracker and um yeah <laughs> that's that, that the really only cool. mentioned thundercracker yeah of thundercracker show. in the whole <laughs> name not mentioned in, in before or since in the show yeah. no, no no of course but like he looks <laughs> like whoever him, he is he so looks like star scream there you go um but no that is a great design um so yeah, we're gonna like. It, I'm, I'm glad we've got that. I'm glad the mold is great. I'm glad you like it. Uh, look, I, I haven't I haven't really heard anyone say anything bad about it. Um, I've seen a few people I've seen a few people break theirs out and um, have a bit of a play with them. Like, I think it's it's fantastic. It's really versatile. The uh, the shoulder cannons are awesome. They're blast effect compatible. He's got the star saber sword. Uh, like the what the what fact that they fit, like? fit a waist swivel into that thing. You know, well, you, suck, they're not. They're, so I, f I feel like they're not going to release a seeker without a waist swivel after the reaction to the last one. Yeah, <laughs> but on, on that design specifically, where it was, yeah, sort of, yeah, a bit of an impediment there, mm. and yeah, him being right. a swordsman as well, it's kind of yeah, it's an important. That's the just, only just thing, little things like that. That's the only thing that disappoints me about that mold is uh, he doesn't yeah. have a removable wing sword, but. As Jason actually said, when when Jason firstly opened this thing, I'm just like, hey, is there any is there any way for you to remove that wing without damaging the toy? And he removed it. So hopefully we'll have a third party yes. company yeah, come up with a yeah. So Jason's confirmed it. Right, yeah. um, hopefully we will get a third party company coming up with a wing sword because I really, really, really like the wing sword and the sword that a wing sword and with. a larger star saber as well. 
Oh, look, even uh, even an actual Minicon team that can combine into a Star Saber, that'd be great. Or, or just wouldn't, wouldn't the original Minicon team have a 5mm port to hold them? It in? does. Yeah, I actually... Oh, there we go. So I have, I, have the, I have the Decepticon Star Saber version of Minicons. And do you feel he, like it would fall over holding them, though? He doesn't really hold it, but I've got the fans hobby Megatron, and I've got it loosely in his hand, resting on his cannon underslung, and he looks really cool holding it. So... Um, yeah, I might have to give that to Starscream when he comes in. But, um, yeah, that's the only real thing. Like, they, they, they almost had it perfect with Starscream because they, they did everything perfectly with Hotshot. Um, but they're just, they're just missing that one key character-defining thing, and that was the the wing sword. Yeah, it's true. Look, the, the, wings, the wings are just attached with mushroom pegs, so they could definitely come off. Um, you know, I, I, think you should, I think you should go and um, start sending a few emails to people like Shockwave's lab and, and the like and see what their uh, what the likelihood of them creating something to sit in there actually is. Maybe um maybe have a chat with Nonif as well and see. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really interesting to see people do that. Um and then, you know, sort of getting some um, paint applications or uh, repro labels onto them as well because you know um there are there is a color scheme to those wings as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, uh, let's let's move on. Uh, there is one other thing that has also created a massive stir in the last uh, last week or so. It is this image that is on screen, which is the buzzworthy Earth Mode Hound. Finally, we're getting an Earth Mode Hound. It is in a buzzworthy exclusive pack, which is likely to shit everyone. Um, and uh, and there's also a Darker the Moon figure as well. Um, <laughs> He's so ugly. It's so bad. Do you know, you know, you know what? It's, so, okay, so, so what we've got... There's what no we got, budget I'll, on that thing. No, well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure that I agree. So um, what we have is uh, Hatchet, who is another one of the dreads from Dark of the Moon. Um, we've seen uh, Crowbar and... And Crankcase. Crankcase, yeah, yeah. So they were, they were the dreads from Dark of the Moon. So this guy goes with them. So if you've got those first two, you're probably going to get Hatchet to go with them. Mm-hmm. Whether this guy is a repaint or a retool, like I'm pretty sure that he's a he's a decent retool because he does sort of sit on all fours quite nicely. Um, I think that also covers colors the fact that people are willing to go for hatchet because they want they want a set. Never underestimate the likelihood of Transformers fans to go for a set of something, and when it comes to sales, so I've seen more people than I thought would be into hatchet. Um, uh, you know, wanting to wanting to locate it when it comes out. We don't really know. We don't really know when it's coming out. This image was found. Well, the, these images were found on a distributor's website, attached to the listing for the previous Buzzworthy Deluxe crate, which included Cliff Jumper Cup and B one twenty seven. So, there's been an assumption made from people that those three are coming back, along with these two in a new wave. Now. Given the number of cups that are around, sitting on store shelves around the world, I think that's a phenomenally bad idea to repack all of those figures. Same thing for B127, Cliff Jumper. I could definitely see them bringing back Cliff Jumper because he was short packed in the original wave. But I also just think maybe these guys are actually going to be just individual releases, and the, that image found its way there by mistake. Let's talk about let's talk about the dude on the right, the Earth Mode Hound. He is he is a retool of Siege Hound, and I think that's A-OK because that was a pretty mm. kick-ass figure already, and he was also really close to already being just a, a Jeep that you would find on on Earth. So Boy. nothing's wrong with him being a retool. Um, colors look ace, head sculpt look, looks ace, just 
really, really totally, totally in for this figure. And there's a lot of people who are in for him as well. If he's a part of an assorted wave that's exclusive to one store in the States, there will be a revolt in the fandom, I think. Um, word it's is that there will be cosmos. solid crates. Yeah, so like he's not going to be another Cosmos. He won't be short packed. Like they're not they're not that stupid, but um, there's 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 enough evidence that um, for this year's this year's Buzzworthy releases that have come in solid crates. So I think I think people will be able to get this guy fairly easily. They might have to import them. We don't we don't really know about an Australian release because this hasn't actually officially been announced. So. We can't really go to Hasbro and go, hey, can you give us release information for this thing that hasn't been announced yet? But um, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens when we actually do get an announcement. So yeah, Earth Mode Hound, very there for it. Um, it, it does it does make another another buzzworthy exclusive entrant into the Studio Series eighty six line. Yeah, look, Hound looks good. I'm just hoping that this angle of Hatchet's just a really poor angle. Because that's it's not really doing it any, anything for me. This one, um, but Sorry, I am what, happy. What, for what was the angle? This this angle of hatchet. So, for, oh, for hatchet. All oh, right, yes. Yeah. So the angle. So I don't know. It's just the way it's photographed at the moment. Um, I know. I don't even know. They released one of the dreads. I know through this. Uh, I think it was crankcase and crowbar was technically. Dreadbot from the the previous line in uh, the last movie, whatever that was that we don't talk. Yeah, about. I think he, I think um, he was brought he was brought forward from one of the previous toy lines, wasn't he? Yeah. So yeah. so this will be. So I'm glad. Three toys the same mold. I'm pretty possibly. sure they are. Yeah, uh, and this yeah, guy looks just... to be the same thing as well. This guy, this um, guy's a, a shell, but I think they may have retooled some of his parts so that he sort of walks more on all fours. Yeah. So. Look, I'm happy for people, like, when I did collect um, Studio Series, I was really wanting a hatchet. Um, I hope I hope he's good, you know. He he looks interesting from this angle. Um, but who knows? It could be a really good toy um, when we see anything other than this. It's uh, true. It's, it, so, it does need to be pointed out that we are looking at a render, so different things yeah, pop, it doesn't, different yeah, things pop def- differently. Yeah, it's going to look different under different light, so... Um, yeah, I'm. I'm hopeful uh, that this is good and that it can finally you can finally have the trio. And I think you'll almost have everyone from Dark of the Moon by then. So that's pretty cool. Other than you know those random robots that go around absolutely obliterating humans. Um, you mean Decepticons? No, like like that Cloverfield <laughs> bot. Like I'd love to see that. Like there was this big, there was this big like uh, tank dude that turned into like this like the Cloverfield monster. Um, I doubt we'll ever see that, but that would, that would be pretty interesting to see. Hmm. I just double checked. Sorry. And it's, um, crowbar was an extensive retool of berserker and then crankcase was a straight repaint of crowbar. So were they all in the, oh, yeah, so you're, you're right. This is actually the fourth, the fourth dread, isn't it? Not the third one. Oh, well, I think yeah. berserker wasn't technically a dread. No, he's his own he was guy. in the last night. But right, it's, but there was there was supposed oh, to be I've a full set of so dreads. <laughs> yeah, I was about to. Some, there was supposed to be like a full set of five more dreads that were cut from the last night. And there were five. Really? No, 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 yeah, five. Like that were cut from the movie. Ah. Oh. Including like you know yeah they were like anarchist themed and 
It's always just easy concept art. It's really, really cool. Well, um, I mean, but the like only most thing got really cool me. things with those movies, they were cut. The best part of um the last night was the end credits, but um the uh, the only thing I remember from Dreadbot was that one scene where he's just like strapped in the um what was it, um Silence of the Lambs get up and he's just like he just he takes it they take his mouth plate off and then he just starts swearing or something. That's all I remember from that scene. That's a vent- it's not that, very. That it's, was Dreadbot was a different guy who wasn't. Oh no, Dreadbot was the Dreadbot was Dreadbot the was, um Dreadbot was a completely different potty mouthed robot. But- yeah, so combi, he was, combi a, van, he was wasn't the same he? model, but without the actual dreads. Was Berserker right. the one who implied like, he'd had is... one of the nest guy's wives? No, that, no, that was, was Nitro um, Zeus. That was Nitro Zeus. Yeah. Berserker oh, was the one course, who said he, yeah. he who said, "I'm pretty sure." Oh, your said, brains. Hang on, can, can yeah. we can, can we can we go back to where Dario said, "Oh, of course." <laughs> <laughs> How does it being Nitro Zeus make it? Oh, of course. Because the weird notion of him proxy hitting on the guard's wife, Matt, I've relinked it with the frankly random name that is Nitro Zeus. Yeah, it's true. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, that, 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 really. that that was in fact one of the one of the most unexpected laughs of the movie. But um, yeah, that was the only laugh for me. So. <laughs> The only good All thing right. about that movie. While we do, while we do have you there, Dario, because we, we we have spoken a lot about this, but we haven't heard from yourself. Um, what, what do you think of Hatchet and Hound? I'll I'll take them in from left to right just because they're on the screen that way. I honestly don't remember the dredge from the films at all. Hatchet no, I've blocked them out. No. That they were in one of the better scenes. I was it's, about to say um, that was the best it's scene got that, of Dark of the Moon. It's got that incredible Steve Jablonski score. Yes, or, highway, um, highway, it's, highway well, it's battle. Not, it, yeah, it's not. It's our fight. It's um, no, it might be actually. It's it's one of those ones. It's sort of the main motif of the film, and it's like it's just a it's scene of like these random generic characters getting blown up and. Like it's just running down the highway, but it's like it's it's the greatest scene in the entire film. Purely, it's pretty. Good. It's it's well shot and everything, but it's just the score is like, you know, it feels like God is coming down from the heavens and you're going to kill God. It's the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. It's incredible. I'm it's, I'm um, I'm, however, still with Daria. I don't remember them. It's uh, yeah. where, where I was going to where I was yeah. going to go with that though is I. It means I'm kind of seeing Hatchet in isolation here, uh, almost as though it were the first time, which means I kind of like the idea of this sort of bestial transformer that's sort of built like a proper beast and transforms into a vehicle. And it's not a robot. It's, It's not a... It looks like an actual beast. It doesn't look like a sort of sapient cartoon animal beast as a lot of the beast formers are it looks like you know these are these are the feral guard dogs and such with him on all fours and with the huge tusk things and i'm kind of liking that difference Hmm. Uh, as for hound uh looks great looks like hound i think it's one of those yep you got it you nailed it that's hound can't fault you there yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't have that much to say about Hound other than finally. Mm. It's it's the story of a lot of Transformers the past couple of years. Where it's like, yep, that is, that's the character, and it looks like everything you could want. Like, I can't 
like I struggle to find fault with it, but by the same token, it's hard to say anything too interesting other than like, yeah, it looks good. Mm. Yeah, it's it's, it's so right. There's sort of nowhere to go with it. Yeah, intrigued to see the vehicle mode. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I'm, I'm also looking forward to seeing the vehicle mode. Yeah. Mm. Um. Right. Okay. We are running close to we are running close to an hour runtime. I want to bring up one other story because I think that this uh, I think this does ignite a few a few passions, which is Hasbro's share price. Um. Just to, we'll, we'll we'll cut away we'll cut away from the toys and let's talk shop for a minute. Hasbro's share price has uh, hit the floor this week um, with uh, the revelation that um, re- revelation that the company has dropped three billion dollars in five months' time of its uh, net worth. It, it was worth twelve point three seven billion. Now it's uh, now it's nine point oh seven billion. Those are US dollars, of course. And um, Hasbro is saying that. Uh, Sales are down, and they are they are putting the putting the blame for that on quote increasing price sensitivity for the average consumer, which is kind of a a, a double speak of saying that people are buying less because they cost more. Now, what I wanted to what I wanted to ask here is like, have, how do you guys feel about the the cost prices, the the price hikes that we've been seeing in? Uh, in Transformers over the last year, it's been happening in all of the lines. Um, the Marvel Legends and Black Series, Marvel Legends and Black Series collectors are freaking out at just how much the prices have gone up. Where, mm. where the common price point for Marvel Legends used to be about thirty-nine to forty dollars. There's now figures that are sort of hitting the fifty-five, sixty-dollar mark. Like that's. Well, you're paying for Marvel Legends so now much. what you would have paid for a, the figure arts equivalent a few years back. That's uh, that. That's true, and like I know, I know that they are actually they are investing in R and D, and they are actually making the figures better. But the a, a price rise is still a price rise, and so we have seen this. We have seen this with Transformers figures as well. Although I think in general Australian retailers have been keeping a keeping a fairly good lid on price rises. Like we've had we've had the core range hold hold steady at about twenty, but if you get them as soon as they come out, they might be twenty three. Um, deluxes are kind of all over the shop between uh, between twenty sorry twenty nine or thirty dollars and forty dollars and even going up to forty five dollars. Voyagers mm-hmm. are fifty to sixty to sixty five dollars, and leaders are ninety to one hundred to one hundred and fifteen dollars now. Um, it depends where you go, and I think we've we've talked about sort of the the, the stratifying of Australian retail um, before. So if you want the figure first, and you want to you want to get it as soon as it's released, and and want to you know get a guaranteed uh, pre order in for it, you'll go to EB Games or JB Hi-Fi, and you'll pay that slightly higher price for it, or you'll take your chance at retail where the price is going to be lower, but it may not come out, or it'll come out very late. We are seeing. We are seeing uh, Legacy Wave Two has hit big W stores at long last this week, and so that's a that's a good example of you know you could have you could have gone to JB Hi-Fi and bought these figures and paid thirty nine or forty five dollars. And in fact, I think they're thirty nine dollars at Big W now as well. So they haven't been keeping the those prices down. Um, but also at the same time, we said earlier that um, Velocitron, uh, the leader for Velocitron, was seventy nine dollars. Um, the the uh, Scour- G two Universe Scourge. Um, Velocitron had really good price points at Kmart. They were $35 for Deluxes, $50 for Voyagers, and $79 for Leaders. Um, I don't know whether or not that's going to hold on for, for whatever they do next year, but um, how do how do the, the rising prices of toys affect your, your purchasing 
you're, you're purchasing power. Like, well, not you're purchasing power, but you're, you're purchasing decisions. Someone, please jump it doesn't, in. It, it hasn't affected anything in the context of Hasbro specifically, because I feel like Hasbro, in comparison to like a lot of import companies and stuff, hasn't actually gone up quite as dramatically, at least in Australian retail. Um, I think obviously it has risen, but I feel like the quality across all their lines has risen um, proportionately. So it's not, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's kind of like I would pay more for this figure because it is better. Um, but I, but I will say I am buying less on the whole because everything is more expensive. It's <laughs> like I. I you know, we can point the finger and say, okay, well, these Transformers are more expensive and we're buying less of them. But realistic, like, so is everything else. It's, you know, it is just kind of like, well, everything in everything in life is more expensive. We're in the middle of a global economic downturn. Um, and, you know, wages aren't keeping up. You know, if you're going to drop your spending somewhere, you're like, I'm not going to drop spending on keeping my car functional. I'm not going to drop spending on food. I'm going to drop spending on Transformers. So it's going to be, I'm... it's going to be toys. It's going to be luxury items that go, right? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think it's a real, yeah. It's not emblematic of a specific problem with Hasbro or with the hobby. It's just, this is what happens um, at times like these. Yeah, and I think what you're saying about, you know, the quality gets better, like the the $50 figure is now $60, but it's got much better engineering. But if you've only got $50, that doesn't make any difference. That's you're true. Gonna, it's not going to buy it no matter how good it is. So I price think, rise is a price rise. Yeah, I think uh, especially to collectors on a tighter budget, they'll just, some of them just going... Well, I was going to buy that figure for X amount. Turns out it costs X plus one. I don't have X plus one. I'm not getting the figure. And yeah. most of the figures I've bought in recent history, I'd say most, not even been that many, which is uh, pretty much fitting in with what Max said. But what I have bought tends to have been under, mostly under some kind of discount or sale or lucky grab or something uh i've bought very few at the standard full price for whatever reason yeah that's fair enough too and that doesn't that does actually go to one of the comments that uh rob made as well which is the pace shop around and keep an eye out for online sales if you are in we know JB Hi-Fi price matches like a mofo, but if if you're in any store and you see something you want to buy, just open up your phone, Google it, see if there's a cheaper price on it somewhere, and see if you'll get them to price match. And if and if they won't price match, then consider going to that other store and just picking it up there as well. So it's for me, it's become a trend for like basically for Titans. Um, I've uh, convinced myself that I am actually going to probably be going to get the uh new metroplex that's coming out from the cybertron metroplex um but what i haven't convinced myself of is paying 300 400 for it and we all we all know with titans it's just inevitable that they they come down in costs uh, like a couple of months down the line so and it's also it's also come to the fact of oh if if it doesn't come down to a price i'm happy to pay for it like it's not it's a figure that i'm not gonna 
lose sleep over if I don't get it. Um, so that that's how I feel about Titans and, and like the like the top tier expensive uh, figures. Um, I one of my acquisitions today. Um, I think this was the first time in a long time, at least, that I've actually paid forty dollars for a deluxe, um, and that was quite disheartening. Um, but I've got to just. I'm I'm not a completionist, so I'm not going to go complete all the lines. So if I was a completionist and I was paying forty dollars for a deluxe, sixty dollars for a Voyager, and however much you want for a leader, I wouldn't be happy. Um, but I'm I'm a bit of this, bits of that collector. I'm, I'm basically just getting what I want. Like so, at the moment, I'm just getting, you know, the basically everything is not G1 because I feel like I'm representing that in masterpiece. Um, so yeah, I'm not. Like I wish, I wish, uh, uh, as Max said, you know, the world's as it is at the moment. So um, I've kind of come to accept it, and the fact, yeah, that I only I only buy little bits here and there. Um, that's that it doesn't really bother me a whole lot. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not ideal, but it's just the world we live in, and. Um, the quality doesn't seem to be going down. I don't think the figures have been pretty good. So um, if we're keeping if we're keeping to the quality of the figures, and the price goes up, I'm hoping. I know from from other podcasts that I've listened to, I think we're going to see yet more increases in the prices of these uh, of these classes of figures. Um, I'm not looking forward to the day when we're going to be paying forty-five to fifty dollars for a deluxe. That'll that'll mm. really suck. I'll be honest. And then what does that mean? A Voyager's going to cost eighty, and then a leader what one hundred and fifty? I'd hate to think what I'd hate to think what Titans and um and uh, and Commanders are going to cost. Uh, but unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. And yeah. I'm 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 gonna keep paying it because I love the franchise and as long as I can afford it. Obviously, you're not gonna, as Max said, you're not gonna put your your eating or your or your life expense expenses over you know Transformers over that. Um, but I can I can see where you know they've lost a lot of money because people are just like, hey, look, close to forty dollars for a deluxe. Like a parent seeing that, saying, oh well, maybe I'll just get like the smaller figure or they can. They yeah, we'll buy, we'll buy the smaller There ones, isn't so really that we'll impulse buy purchase kind of mentality yeah. anymore. No. Like, which is both because of the increased prices and also people just have less disposable income. I do think you're right. I think there's going to be more price rises coming. Um, the, the, reason, the, the reason I think you're right is because um, at the beginning of this year, uh, Hasbro's, Hasbro's current CEO... Um, when he was first, you know, I think during his first um, first presentation to shareholders, uh, he said that he intends he intends to increase the company's um, profits by fifty percent. Um, he's basically done the opposite over the last year. If you if you look at if you look at these graphs, like that is that is not a fifty percent increase on profits. So if he's still no. looking if he's still looking to drive up, he's holding the graph upside down. Oh, <laughs> so fifty Gosh. like. I don't know what he was trying to do there. Like fifty percent increase in profits in a single year—that's 
bold. Enormous. I'm, I'm, I'm like not sure that I, I'm not sure that it's a single. I'm not sure that it's a goal to do it in a single year, but it is. Uh, it is a, a goal. I've had a couple of discussions with people this week about this because th- this this news has sort of come around and reverberated around the space. It's, a, it's definitely not the same. It's, it's definitely not the case. There was I saw I saw one um, one YouTube video saying, "Oh my God, Hasbro's going bankrupt." I'm like, "Well, no, it's not. It's definitely not that." But there are definitely there's definitely changes going to going to be afoot if the if the company has you know sort of less capital to splash around. Um, we have already seen a wave of redundancies go through, and mm, uh, the sad. Transformers team has been spared from that. There's also there's also word like there's some there's some wild rumors out there that like the the board game division is going to go and they're just going to outsource board games and like that's a massive change for Hasbro historically of that you know how that company's done business, especially in in board games. But uh, I feel like I feel like we're all we're all sort of you know of a certain age and above where sort of the the relevance of board games to our lives is reduced and so we we sort of look at it and go well you know maybe that maybe that's the case maybe they will outsource those things how many people do they really need working on Monopoly although that Beast Wars Monopoly has just come out as well oh um, I really want that <laughs> oh it's eighty five dollars you were talking about price rises do you want it do you want to pay eighty five dollars for it or would you rather pay fifty or sixty I'm going to wait <laughs> going to wait for that sale. And, that, and that's yeah. the thing. A lot of a lot of us end up waiting for the sales, but like, we've also just looked at new and upcoming figures and just gone, "Yep, I'm going to buy that. Yep, I'm going to buy that. No, I'm not going to buy that." And so, I mean, we're all we're all potentially, you know, sort of in our own little bubble where maybe we're not that sensitive to prices, but we'll we'll take umbrage at it for people who might be. And you know, I, I certainly look at things and I was like, "Yeah, I want that figure." And like, I'm fortunate enough to I'm fortunate enough to at least you know, as a as of right now, at least at least be gainfully employed in a you know a position that actually affords me a bit of you know a bit of money to splash around as a you know some discretionary stuff for you know luxury items. And I think you know we said it earlier, like luxury items are often the first to go in an economic downturn. And so I, I'm also fortunate in that I'm not the kind of I'm not I'm not a completionist collector like Mikey. Like um, I I'm not. I'm not the kind of person who looks at an entire wave and just goes, I've got to buy all of those. So like, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to get, um, who am I not going to, God, who am I not going to get from wave? <laughs> yeah, so that, the, that, the thing you have all, to think of. They're me, all pretty, they're all pretty good. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm probably not going to get Leo prime from wave one. And also thankfully yeah. there's no leader in wave one as well. So, you know, we'll, we'll ah, see what happens to that. Yeah. yeah. interesting. It, it is interesting, but yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Mark says board games are supposedly making a comeback this Christmas. That might be in the UK where they can't afford electricity to run any of their video games. So that's um, <laughs> I, I saw I don't know, Mikey. You and I are both on the triple takeover Discord. I saw someone yes, post their power bill in there today, oh, and like no. their their electricity bill has run up sixteen pounds in two days. God, that's oh, astonishing. Horrible. That's horrible. Uh, yeah. Goodness me! Um, so yeah, that's that. If there's an if there's a if there's a, a comeback for board games this Christmas, I think it's purely going to be based on electricity prices and the fact that um, you know you, you can play them by candlelight. Um, yeah, look, we can you know yeah. like we're quite you know morose about economic downturn here and oh I can't afford my Transformers, but you know at least we can take solace in the fact that we're not the UK. Not yet. Not yet. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just we're on, get, we're on our get, way. Give it a give it a year, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, 
Look, uh, look, enough, enough, um, enough doom and gloom. I think that's, I think that's enough. Uh, that's enough news and and uh, down down discussions. Let's let's talk about some fun stuff. I'm going to kick out the screen share and um, bring us back to a, a four up. Let's talk about some acquisitions. Um, Max, you've got uh, you've got a few. You've got a few acquisitions. I, I think I might throw to yourself first. And, Max uh, positions. Righto. Yes. Um, yeah, well. Let's, oh, that's right, Jason. Let's start official. I don't know if anyone else picked this up. So that's the uh, Wreck and Roll bulkhead. Hey. From the, uh, he is here, but he's still in his box. So I oh, had Re- Wreck and Roll bulkhead, the, yeah. The Wave 1 version, because I think by the time Wave 1 hit here, this had already been announced. And. Um, yeah, he's in terms of you know a big point of discussion with him early on was this is sort of marrying the two concepts of his yeah prime slash animated bulkhead and you know movie hound which is kind of just bulkhead and this mm. one with the different deco like the camouflage and everything is really yeah really driving that home um, and yeah it's it's a it's an interesting figure actually it's you know for what sort of a, just a blocky truck right it doesn't transform at all how i expected it to mm. like, the way things fold inside the chest it's just it's all a little bit off it's not it's not bad it's just this is very specific order of operations that sort of threw me a bit um otherwise like it's you know plenty posable uh beautiful like really solid feel build quality uh one kind of one thing that's kind of a shame is he has this gorgeous camouflage deco around the chest and on the shield slash battering ram thing here but because the chest is entirely clear plastic it's just all the paint budget went to this chest so none of that deco appears on the rest of the figure at all <laughs> okay um, so like the, le- the legs and car are all tucked away in truck mode so they don't need the camo right no but you kind of want it in robot mode like it's mm. like it's, it's there but it's a bit inconsistent. It's big swathes of grain on the limbs that are just sort of absent. But look, there isn't, yeah, honestly, there isn't a huge amount to say about him. Um, he is like a fairly quintessential Voyager feeling figure. Does a couple of neat tricks. Um, the accessories are a real gem. Just like having the um, the wrecking ball clamp around his fist, and then including Breakdown's hammer from Prime. As an yeah, the hammer. The hammer's a great. The hammer's a great addition with this uh, this version as well. And like the hammer also goes well with sort of the idea of the wreckers in general. But yeah, that's um, I, I actually I actually no longer have my original legacy bulkhead. I sold it to someone because I knew that I had this version coming. And um, you've just reminded me why with the hammer as well. The, the hammer's yeah, a fantastic it's... accessory. I also do want to point out Rob Franklin has um, been posting some fantastic photos of this version of bulkhead uh, in the TCCA Facebook group. So yeah, and. Uh, as Rob says, I had I've had a lot of fun posing this version of Bulkhead. Yeah, it's it's a great. It is just a fun figure, like just the way the accessories integrate, and then you know he's really nicely posable. So, and the proportions of him mean that he's not like you know he, he's a big he's a big guy, but he just looks beefy rather than rather than looking like John Goodman. Yeah, um, I feel I feel I feel like he he's built rather than fat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other really pleasant surprise was this sort of shield accessory. I first looking at pictures of this thing and early coverage, I thought it looked like a bit of a cop out because it was kind of just like, oh, I got the back of a truck. Um, 
well, we can't make it fit into a transformation, we'll just have it fall off and form a shield. But actually, it's like you can plug this onto its back here and it just stays there nice and snug for the entire transformation. Perfect, you know, conversion. Like it doesn't need to be removed at all. So it can just be back kibble and that's it. But otherwise, it's got, you know, a whole bunch of different configurations. So you can have it as a battering ram, shield, pile, driver. Yeah, actually, I, I I actually really like the fact that you've sort of got it configured as a as a battering ram there because I didn't think about that at all. Like, I, it I works really nicely with this shield. little hinge there, yeah. with the hinge mm. that the peg mounts on. It just works nice. It's like an underslung thing. Yeah, it's just this. Yeah, it's a real nice combination. Um, but it's mostly the fact that it is integrated into a transformation without needing the parts form. It sort of it's since made me really go like, okay, this isn't. You know, this isn't a cop-out. This isn't them missing something at the end. It's This is an intended feature. This is part of a design process. This is what they were going for with the figure, and it really shows. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Do we want to... I guess I'll just keep going. Um, if, does anyone... Maybe, maybe, maybe let's, let's, do, let's do one Should we more. rotate between people? No, or? no. We'll, we'll, do, we'll yeah. do yours. We'll, do, we'll just do one more, because you've, you've got a couple of things listed. Um, yeah, Let's go for whatever's in your hand. Whatever's in my hand. So has anyone picked up New Age stuff before? Definitely. Definitely. So I'd entirely, like, I'd looked at them from afar and gone, that's impressive. But it w it's just been entirely G1, so I, I hadn't bothered because, like, if I want G1 stuff, I can just buy the mainline. Um, then I saw this IDW Cyclonus they did, which is a slight retool of their regular G1 Cyclonus and figured, well, got to have that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'd see what the hype's about. He's, they, they are really great little, little masterpiece figures. Like they're, they're just yeah, fantastic. It's, what, what really gets me is that, you know, like a, as a figure itself, right, it's, you know, beautiful, beautifully poseable, incredibly clever transformation, uh, sculpt and detail is just dead on, no kibble to speak of. Everything's solid. Um, you know, it's just beautiful, smooth joints. Uh, you know, this gorgeous glossy paint over the whole thing. As a figure, it's incredible. But it's also just what they're doing with it in that it is like, you know, they're doing sort of, there are, where third party nowadays is, you know, quite often feels like everything is just G1 style masterpieces over and over again. And this is, like, this This is G1, and it's a masterpiece style, but it's, it's like, very much, it's their own aesthetic, and it's not legend scale. Like, it's an entirely unique scale. So it's sort of, you know, it's playing with this thing that everyone's doing at the moment. It's all, you know, it's, um, you know, whereas there's this massive swathe of third-party G1 stuff at the moment but it's not like it, it, it's still just by you know the virtue of the way it transforms um the paint and just the, the scale of it like the fact that the scale is entirely unique it's kind of them going okay well we're gonna do this same thing but we're gonna do it slightly differently so it's here here's our take on the g1 transformers and they're gonna be as accurate as you could possibly want but it's still our own thing and it's this really like just this really nice little way of setting themselves apart from the competition. Um, yeah, it's just really impressive. 
I agree. They, they are fantastic. While you've been talking, I've been looking around my desk to see where all my new age figures have gone. And like, I actually, I've got four new age figures on my desk at the moment, um, mainly because they've just been sort of lying around. I, I, I have, I was going to, I'm going to put myself up for a minute as well, since we're, we're talking about these guys. Um, I've got New Age Jazz. Uh, I there was a time where I carried him around with me everywhere, and I'd take little photos of him at um, in meeting rooms, in cafes, and stuff like that. Um, if I do sort of get back to traveling on a regular basis, I'll probably start doing that again because he's really cute, and his face design means that you can sort of map any emotions onto him that you really want to. And same thing works with their Bumblebee as well. Uh, I've got their Soundwave here as well. Um, no. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic figure. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are great fans of their um, Seeker mold. So there's a there's a Starscream here as well. I gotta say I'm not as taken with their Seekers as everyone else, but um, like I actually find that the I think the heel design leaves a little bit to be desired in terms of um, balance and posability. But um, the other one that I've I've got that's absolutely incredible is um, their Galvatron. Uh, he just looks phenomenal, and Galvatron actually turned up in my house at the same on the same day as Fans Toys Sovereign, and it's amazing. Just they both they both echo each other in terms of um, articulation and posability. It's, it's fantastic. I'm going to yeah. put you back up, Max. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's just when you talk about the comparison of Sovereign, you know, which obviously it's Sovereign's not an official masterpiece, but it is a masterpiece alike. And, mm. you know, when I compare this to other Masterpiece likes I'm so, and, you know, coverage I've seen of the third-party Masterpiece Cyclone Eye, um, it, it's kind of like, well... Cy Cy Cyclonus it, is, sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's, it, it is like, it's it's doing everything you could want. Like, it's, it's so much simpler. It's, you know, it, there's no bullshit associated with it it's not 10 million little panels to fold around no spaghetti engineering no accessories you're not really after it's like it just is cyclonus and that's that and it looks like a masterpiece and it's so i'm, it I'm, so I'm looking at this and i'm going you know what's what's the deal with all these third-party companies that are you know throwing out these things as spaghetti engineering what's going on with takara nowadays where it's you know, $500 and the thing takes an hour to transform. Well, you've got something like this and it just does everything it needs to. Like, you know, you, you can scale this up to masterpiece size and it'd fit in perfectly. It's just, yeah, there's, there's a precision to it, a deliberateness. Where it's hey, like run, someone's let, really let... just gone, what, what's the most, like, what's the most efficient way we can make this do everything it could possibly need to, and then it does it. Everyone, let it be known that uh, on this day, October 20th, 2022, Max has discovered New Age. I have discovered New Age. <laughs> I just need to make less G1 figures and more other things. Yeah, I, I would, they definitely are, are very heavy on the G1s. I wouldn't mind a um, just, just some Maximals and Predacons at that scale. Um yeah. And then you could have them somewhat in scale with your masterpieces. Um, just give it a, give it another couple of years of uh, budget cuts on the line, and your Zaluxes will be this size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Max did. Uh, sorry, Max. Uh, Mikey, uh, I think. Um, sorry, Daria, you said you don't have any acquisitions to talk about. Oh, I. Wait I, a second. I have a quickie because basically I forgot this had. I forgot I'd ordered it. Ordered it, let alone it had come. 
and it I happens. spotted it while we were speaking. So straight out of the shipping box is Override or Nitro Yay. Convoy if you're in that kind of Oh, very mood. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Um, so do you fancy giving us a live unboxing, knowing knowing what I think of um, of how we should unbox these things? Oh, well, I don't know how you think we should unbox these things because you referred to it by a name that I didn't know. What you do is I you know, get a light I, I and, and you just, I, and you I'm, just I, wait for the toy to fall into your hand. I'm going to, I'm going to put up a, an item on the screen share that illustrates this because this does speak to one of my acquisitions, uh, which is uh, Legacy Minerva. And the as we've come to as we've come to refer to it around TCC as the uh, basher method uh, of unboxing um which she looks like she's escaped i know i know like someone someone better get after her um yeah the 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 basher method of unboxing which just sees you rip right through that box i can demonstrate that yeah i know i know you can we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to yours in a, well, yours in a yeah, minute that, that would be a lot easier oh well I know, and especially because <laughs> these boxes just go straight into the recycling. Like, it's actually a tragedy of modern boxes. Is there this the, the best box I've had for years? They're really beautifully put together. Like, it's really it's a set of boxes that I would keep, but oh, they're entirely cardboard, so I I can throw them out, and it's no worries at all. They can definitely go straight into the recycling. Yeah, like I if, it's a, if it's a collector's box, I won't do it. But um, like for regular retail stuff, it, it is not staying in my house. Yeah, for the most part, the only boxes I've kept have been ones that I actually have a use for as a box. Mm. I, I uh, saw example, I saw a thing a while ago of when when you you know when you're an adult because you receive you receive a box in the mail that contains an item and you look at it and you just go, "That's a really nice box." Yeah, well, the <laughs> my my home office here, the the keyboard prop sags in the middle because I don't know it's cheap, so there's actually a few. This is where that weird shape of the War for Cybertron boxes comes in handy because they nicely interlock the stack and hold everything up. Yeah. And here we are. This is. Yep. Yep. We've got a, we have a we have a Velocitron override live unboxed there. There she is. There we are. There is the leader of Velocitron herself of, of Speed uh, Speed Planet. Fantastic. I'll let us sit there because we're running to time, and I butted in with that one. We are. I am gonna. I'm gonna throw Mikey up on the screen there as well. Mikey, you have. You have. Uh, you've got two acquisitions tonight. One of them I, I also have as well. And I, you know, I've also gone already with Minerva. So go for it. All right. So for my acquisitiones, um, yesterday I picked up, and this is the forty dollars deluxe. Um, Knockout, and I've uh, been very much looking forward to him. He was the last one that I needed for my prime collection that I'm slowly amassing. Um, so he's pretty cool. I think I might be opening him. And today, good friend and TCCA member, Mike Green, uh, I went over to visit him with my friend Kate, and he had for me waiting at the door, Crusher. Yeah, excellent. Uh, I'm very happy with that. It was a complete yeah. surprise because I I asked him. Um, I was I was just talking to him online. I'm just like, hey, if you see it, let me know. And uh, there there it is. So Jason will happily demonstrate her now. 
I've got the uh, so I've, I've I've got the unboxed version there so that uh, Mikey doesn't have to. Um, we're not we're not sure about Mikey's commitment to the Basher method of unboxing. Oh, I'm, yet, I'm but, going uh, to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you're up for you're up for it with knockout. I'm up for it with knockout. All right. Uh, yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm really... look, I, I'm I'm real. I really like Crasher. Really like the color scheme of her. Um, and also, just I, I, I'm I like the I like the the Mirage mold that we've been getting through uh, Wolf of Cybertron as well. So very happy. Yeah, with some it. people made a fuss that uh, she doesn't have a new head, but cra- Crash. I think head I think it works just fine. Mirages. Yeah, it. She yeah. doesn't really need a new head. She he's got the same shaped head to start with. Just need to change the color, and they did that. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think it looks well from from everything that I've seen. I'm pretty happy with it. So, yeah, I mean, once it's in the right colors, it looks like Crusher. Sorry, go on. Simply. Here we go. It's, it's been an unfortunate moment for your video to freeze, but it's, it's okay. Oh, it's back, it's back now. <laughs> it's it's oh, back. It's a $40 investment for the podcast down the drain, but yep, go on. <laughs> oh, well. You can just assume I just annihilated that box. Oh, nice. um, it's, it's better this way. It's like a jump count before and after. There you go. Um, uh, we yeah, we so do we do have one person whose soul has been damaged by your unboxing. I'm so I'm so sorry, Facebook user. Um, so <laughs> he uh, he looks good. Uh, he, he the new trend of wait 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 wait. Coming. What do you mean he looks good? He looks amazing he as looks, always. He looks, he looks go- gorgeous, yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. Um. The trend of putting your weapons and accessories in these little, um, they call them tissue paper things. Um, sure. so tissue paper d- things. Don't, yeah. Don't don't throw out your tissue paper. This one's more obvious. Like that's just like there's something in there. But like for example, we had the um, what was it? The pterosaur with his oh, little um. Why why yeah. does everyone remind me of pterosaur? <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that threw out. You threw it out, didn't you? Yes, I th- I, th- yeah. I threw I threw them out, and I think I. I even had been reminded of it about three hours or so before I did it, and then I was just like, "Yeah, whatever." I, hey, look, that figure looks really ace, and he does. I completely forgot about the um the the wrist things until it was it was gone. So, yeah. I'm gonna see if I can just manhandle him out of these straps because I didn't bring any scissors because that would have been smart to do, but you know, not the smartest. I mean, you know what they say: never podcast with scissors, right? Oh yes. Also, you got to, you just have to be careful. You are showing us like there's there's actually a large part of him that is uh, sort of over is. the back of the box. There we go. There he is. Oh, and look there at, you have. Look at that. Look at that good looking bot. Then you have the technically the sexiest transformer alive, and with the most charisma and mm-hmm. one of the best Act. prime characters. One Watch of the best Act. prime characters. Uh, knockout now. I really do like this mold. It's a good mold. I liked it as Jazz. Uh, the only thing, Knockout's iconic uh, vents sort of the, that he has. The, the, yeah. Yeah, he, it's not here. It's uh, unfortunate because, like, that's such. Whenever I think of Knockout, I think of his. Um, I think of his chest design and his vents. His vents mm-hmm. here. Um, I can forgive it. It's because it just. In hand, he feels really cool. I'll get his little weapon out. He comes with his stick of kill death mutilation. <laughs> I believe I that is. A, I believe that's the technical. Yeah, I'm being told that you're right. Yes. Yeah. It's the technical. Oh, it's clear. No, is it clear plastic? Oh, good, fantastic. Well, that's not good to find out. I'm not sure that it is. It looks like it. Maybe. 
See? Oh, that vague... part. Yeah, sorry. I thought, there was, yeah. I thought you meant the other weapon. You can vaguely see through it. Okay, mm -hmm. let me see if I can... We're doing that. Like override bot mode and her leg comes off, apparently. Yeah, it's an action feature. Uh, well, she, think... she is a, she's a weaponizer. Yeah. I think they're done, made confused. the same way as Cup's legs. I am. I do have a ride, so I'm keen to see what your thoughts on her are. Um, but here is Mr. Knockout with his little Mr. spear. Mr. Mr. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, that is, a, that is a really nice weapon with him as well. Is it yeah. Timmy Turner's dad he's voiced by? Um, I think that's correct. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, Maurice, Maurice LaMarche. Yeah, it's, no, they couldn't have picked Maurice a better. LaMarche, I don't think. Oh, I thought it was. Oh. They couldn't have picked Darren a better Norris. voice. Better voice actor for this guy because that that voice just and and the character, so I'm happy to have a really cool and we cannot like this guy isn't perfect but it's a lot better than the Transformers Prime knockout that we got because that thing, uh, is not great. It left a lot. It it did leave a lot it, to be desired. Um, to I be very desired. I very uh I very happily removed it from its position next to Transformers Prime Breakdown and have put uh, put Legacy Breakdown uh, sorry Legacy um, Knockout up next to him. Uh, you are correct. You are quite correct about the voice actor. I don't know why. I, I yeah. um Darren Norris. You're right. Well, that is a voice that Maurice Lamarche often does. So it's not. Yeah, that that that, that is. Face. <laughs> I I always I always think of um of Prime Knockout's voice as being Zap Brannigan. <laughs> oh well, kinda. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> kinda. Uh, all right. Um, I think we're uh, we are about done with the uh, the old acquisitions. I think we're about ready to finish for the night. We are horribly over time. Um, does anyone have anything to add on before we before we bring this lovely little show to a close? Got another acquisition, but I think we can save it for next time. So, yeah, I think I, I think we might do that. We'll, uh, We're all feeling a bit yeah. sleepy. We are, and it's a Thursday night, and some of us have to work in the morning. Unfortunately, like usually when we record these on a Friday, like yeah, off you go. Um, basic uh, basic rundown: um, some TCCA club news. Uh, memberships are open. We are on track to having our best membership year yet. We're just over two hundred and forty members. I think our I think our record is just over two hundred and fifty members. We set last year, so hopefully, um, hopefully, really heading for a, a bumper year. Uh, just announced today, Oz Comic Con Melbourne is coming back. Um, I, I, rem I remember talking about this with people. I thought, no, there's never they won't do another Oz Comic Con. Oh no, they are. Um, they're doing a Oz Comic Con Christmas edition at the showgrounds in Melbourne in early wow. mid December. Um, so we are exploring, we are exploring having a TCCA stand at Oz Comic Con again. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we'll see you there. Um, if you're in Sydney and you're watching live, we do have a meetup happening at uh, Outback Steakhouse at um, North Strathfield on Saturday. Find the event yes. in the group and um, see that you'll uh, you'll see the details there. Uh, do come and come and say hi, and we'll bring along some toys. Some of some of us will bring along toys. We love to we love to just fill the table up with um, toys at these meetups. Um, it makes absolutely uh, absolutely no bones about why we're all there when um, people come by and they're like, oh, what's this large group of people doing? Oh, there's toys everywhere. I see. That's the stunning um, intent. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, please. Um, 
please uh, do come along to our meetups. Come along and see us at Oz Comic Con, and um, yeah, um, it's what it's it's what we do, and we love we love doing it, and we love um, you know making some nice little outreaches into the community and uh, building a nice strong local community. And if so, you haven't been to a meetup before, just I'm going to say that I've been to pretty much all of them. Um, they're lots of fun. Uh, everyone's very welcoming. Um, you won't feel left out or whatever. Um, you think it might be weird having a bunch of grown men having toys on the table? Like, no one around, no one around gives a crap. So no one like no, no one around matters. Like yeah, and not 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 that they matter or anything, but it's just <laughs> yeah. like I think it's so, it's such a normal thing now that like no one cares. So um, come it actually bring is your a toys. normal thing now. It's yeah, it, it's it is quite. Everyone, it's normalized, you know. So, um, come bring your toys. Um, we're gonna have lots of fun. We, these things are always awesome. Um, we don't just talk Transformers, so you you, don't, you won't get bored. And uh, yeah, come along, have a good time. Last, the last himself. little last little local collab I had was a bunch of grown women with toys on the table. So you know, it's all equal opportunity. It's exactly. fantastic. And we do have some girls coming, so you know. <laughs> we do. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you if you've been watching along with the live record, as people have, I've I've, I've been watching the numbers drop as we as we finish talking about acquisitions and head into the outro. Uh, thank you for checking us out, everyone. Uh, you will find out more about these stories with links to them and more in the show notes. Uh, you can get in touch with us uh, via the Transformers uh, Collectors Club Australia group on Facebook, and the Facebook page for the podcast is Australian Transformers Weekly. The website is transformersweekly.podbean.com if you're not already subscribed you can find how find out how to subscribe there we are a production of transformers collectors club australia a registered club in victoria run by run by volunteers donating their time effort energy money and friday and thursday nights to make collecting life in australia better for everyone our goal is to build the australian transformers collecting community by engaging fans around the country we make content like this podcast we attend live in-person events like oz comic-con we run meetups around the place and we run facebook's largest dedicated australian transformers discussion and sales communities you can find out more information about the benefits of tcca membership and uh, how to sh show your support for what we do at transformers cca Com. That is it for us. Uh, we will be back with more Transformers news soon. Uh, maybe it'll be next week. Maybe it, maybe it won't be next week. We'll see. It depends how much news breaks during the week. We'll, we'll see how we go. We'll see but, if they make those masterpiece Natron and Freezons. <laughs> what? Oh God! Wow, that's a deep go. <laughs> that, I, I mean, there are there are so deep. I have no a, idea what it means. I know, I know. It's a, it's it, look. It's a deep cut to end the show on. So I'm going to end the show on it. Thank you, everyone. Bye bye. Ta ta. See you later. Night off.